Two geeks, two beers, and a laptop. Episode Welcome to episode 24 mm. of Two Geeks, Two Beers and a Laptop with me, Tom, and my timeless friend, Morgan, <laughs> which will make sense in a minute. Uh, it's episode 24, so there's only one thing we could do mm. for episode 24, which is... 24. 24. 24. followed from our James Bond episode. It's yeah. kind of a, a double bill of... Uh, of espionage. And, yeah. 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 Well, interestingly, so Bond is, uh, what is the longest running one of the longest running film series of all time mm. uh, definitely the longest running spy film series of all time 24 is the longest running TV show of all time about spies and secret agents and espionage it beat uh, when it reached its 8th season mm. it beat Mission Impossible and The Avengers um, The Saint of course that was The a, Saint yeah 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 but 24 was very much uh, a modern take yeah. um, for those of you that don't know it's about Jack Bauer who is a maverick agent who works for CTU, the counter-terrorist unit. Which I thought was real at first. I didn't realise it was a... <laughs> you thought they all had the, uh, the, the classic ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> and every now and then you'll hear someone who's still got that, yeah. like, mate, it's not 2001. I know. It was, it was really cool for a little bit to have the same yeah. ringtone as CTU agents. Um, some people still, still yeah. have it. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, of course, he played Jack Bauer, sort of a, a movie star in the 80s. Sort of rogue choice at the time. Yeah, well, his, his, his star had faded yeah. a little bit by the time uh, 24 started in the early noughties. Um, but then, it, it's interesting because like now everyone, well, I was gonna everyone's say, doing television. It was, there was a period where sort of slightly faded movie stars, people like uh, Rob Lowe were yeah. doing television. Um, and that, I think, was a... <laughs> following in, in Kiefer's footsteps because he kind of mm. his career was completely revived by 24 now you get like proper no offence to Kiefer <laughs> but like movie stars still Kevin in their pop Spacey. yeah Kevin Spacey and, and, and people like that doing and Matthew McConaughey mm. people doing uh, TV the, the, the lines are blurred now well I think 24 in general um, kind of kickstarted a lot of stuff so that's one mm. one example but generally just the, the serial drama really there wasn't much that and The Sopranos mm. kind of helped uh, this sort of era of of this kind of binge type telly, it definitely, it definitely created the uh, the kind of the modern binge culture. I yeah. think because you could not stop. No, because once of, you did what so, I said, you can't just leave it. So the format was that every there were twenty four episodes in a season. Every episode was real time, set in real time over over an hour, and so um, across the the twenty four episode season, it would take place across the course of a single day. And so because of that, because the story just kept rolling on and on and on, and there were always these amazing twists, mm. you 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 literally couldn't stop watching. And there was always a great cliffhanger at the end of every episode. And I don't know about you, but I always used to just like have crazy yeah. binge yeah. sessions. I was binging before binging was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> before I binged, Netflix and chill existed. Exactly, I binged before it was cool. Yeah. Um, 
And I'd always, yeah, I'd binge and have you... We should mention what we're well, drowning. Well, yeah, I was going to say, we, um, um, made an effort for once. Well, we did. Well, ironically, Innis and Gun, yeah. which was the shocking <laughs> that been selection for our, uh, our Mega Drive episode, would have been more well, appropriate. Well, we, yeah. we could have had Jack Daniels. You Jack know, Daniels. Daniels. We could have had Scrumpy, Scrumpy Jack. Jack. But uh, I found, uh, this is called The Jack of Clubs, which mm. is from Wild Card Brewery. Mm. And uh, it's a ruby ale. Ooh, so, nice. Ooh. It's alright. Very sort of uh, chocolatey or ah. coffee-ish. It's alright. Very That's nice. Right. So, yeah. So, 24, really, it was, as we say, it followed Jack's uh, exploits. He was, I saw him described, I quite like this, as a dirty Harry for the war on terror. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but what, what first got you into 24? Like, when were you first aware that you were a fan? So, I, I remember my, my friend my, at school, he was into it. Um, I think he watched it. It was on, was it on BBC Two? At the beginning, I think it yeah. was, yeah. Um, Which it's is weird. Don't, it, I can't imagine BBC having. I suppose they had. What have they had recently like that? Like they don't really. American be, crime story. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't. That was a rare example. Yeah. They don't really import big US no, dramas don't. anymore in the way they did uh, back then. But he actually he'd watched it on the BBC and then he had a VHS box set. Oh, <laughs> older listeners, taking off an yeah, entire shelf. Yeah, 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 yeah. But older listeners may remember VHS uh, box <laughs> sets. They were enormous. Yeah. Um, we had three episodes on each. Yeah, yeah, on each yeah. tape, and then um, I, I, I saw. I remember I, I, I watched it. And I quite enjoyed it, but that didn't really get me hooked. But then I went off to uh, uni, and another friend, a different friend, had uh, I think season three mm. on DVD box set, slightly slimmer. Um, and then I watched that and burned my way through that, and then season four, um, and then I then from that point I was hooked, and I would stay up kind of <laughs> it was a period where I sort of had a little bit of insomnia didn't throughout sleep. uni so I, I literally did like a few times stay up all night yeah. um, watching 24 and then later on I, I broke out of that and became a little more, bit more sociable <laughs> and um, then I would watch it with uh, my housemates the yeah. later seasons we would have like 24 nights where we would play yeah. uh, 24 drinking game and that kind of thing we um, at one point uh, uni one of our housemates wasn't there for a whole term mm. and so we turned her room into an f- actual fort because it only had <laughs> her boxes it was still yeah. full of stuff yeah. and it was our secret little room where we'd watch mm. 24 all day we had we had one housemate who we didn't get on with there was, there was like there was like a few of us and there was one, one, one there was one we didn't get on with so well and um, you just don't want to be that one yeah, but, we, yeah. that. <laughs> but we but we weren't allowed to watch 24 without this person that Ugh. was the rule but we always used to watch it whenever he was out and I remember one time he came back and we were caught and we were, oh, like, no. No, we were like oh no and we heard him coming up the stairs and we paused it and it went bleep Blip, blip, blip. No, 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 it paused perfectly on the, on the black screen. Uh, it was, and then he walked in and was like, all right, guys. And it was perfect. Like, was yeah, perfect. what's going on? Don't know what but, So did you ever play the 24 drinking game? No, is it whenever he says damn it? That's right. I found, right. I found a clip here where, uh, where Kiefer Sutherland is on Jay Leno and he explains the origins of the game. Oh, fantastic. Now, I'm told that uh, it was spring break, uh, break last week, the last couple of weeks, that college kids played like the 24 drinking game. What, have you heard? I'd heard about that, Okay, yeah. and how does this work? Uh, apparently, every t- we do a kind of an improv thing sometimes right. to get out. You can't swear, obviously, on primetime television. Right. So uh, I say damn it a lot. Right, okay. And apparently the college kids thought that that was funny. And so every time I say damn it, uh, they have a shot That's or a, a shot. beer or whatever. Right. And uh, I've tried to curtail the damage, right. but every once in a while, uh, just for fun, we'll go, damn it, damn it, damn it. Well, that's very responsive. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, see, the thing is, the idea there was that you take a beer or a shot yeah. every time Jack Bauer says, damn it. Now, he says damn it quite a lot yeah. on the show, but because I'm a raging alcoholic and <laughs> invented a podcast basically so I could drink beer, um, me and my friends, we had like additional rules. So right. it was a shot, I think, when he says damn it, but you would take a sip of your drink uh, any time there was a death, I think, okay. and you would finish your drink every time there was an explosion. Some sort of and, nuclear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we would, we also had... Um, was it the, Tony as well? Yeah, well, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get on to Tony. We'll get on to Tony. <laughs> the, little, little character catchphrases. Yeah, yeah. We also had, like, those were the general broad rules that applied to every season. But then we had season-specific rules that we would invent based on kind of, like, the tropes of that particular season. And uh, in season six, I remember particularly, because we, it was drink anytime anyone says Russians, Chinese, <laughs> yeah. or a component. And the whole component. the whole course of the season <laughs> is about the Russians and the Chinese <laughs> stealing a component back. So it's like, the, Rus- the Russians got the, the component from the Chinese, the Chinese took it back from the Russians. We're like, oh my God! Should be a different drink for each word. <laughs> I used to, we used to play the game where, you know, it'd be an ad break. Mm. And obviously you watch it on DVDs, so you mm. didn't have it. And it would be trying to guess the time. We did that, we did that, yeah. <laughs> so it'd be like one forty. And yeah. like, I reckon it'll be one nineteen yeah. thirty seconds. We Try. did that. We did that. No, we did that. It was really yeah. complicated. Because had... in an ad break, they yeah. that would be when they're having a toilet break, essentially. Exactly. Because you never see characters having a piss. You... So those five minutes. In season was... one, they do address the fact that Jack Bauer has been up all day. Right. But there's a brief scene where he like falls asleep, <laughs> and then because he's holding a woman captive at the right. time, and she she manages to escape when he nods off. Yeah. But no, that's funny because we did that, and our. <laughs> This drinking game was so needlessly complicated where we would pause the telly, we had little notepads, we would all write down what we thought the time was, and whoever was closest yeah. could then allocate a shot to another player. But do, you ever, I, do you ever know what was going on in the show? No, we were, no of course not, we were so so far too, so you watch it once, so get, right, you can watch it again, but get the plot this time. Yeah, let's just say this podcast is going to get a little fuzzy towards the end, as, as, I, as A, I get drunker, and B, I, I remember less because I was drunk. Do do you think before we go through like each season, mm. should we sort of uh, go through the a couple of the main characters who are in well, throughout the whole series? So who who is your favourite character? Because um, you know, obviously the, the main character, a fantastic character, Jack is Jack Bauer. It's just this rogue agent who just yeah. you know, and the, he, he'll stop at nothing to get what he wants. But the other reason I like him is that he's not your typical ripped sort of um, you know Arnie type yeah. or anything like that, or yeah. heartthrob or anything like that. No. He's just. Just you can just know he's hard. Yeah, he's proper hard, and you just don't mess with him. Yeah. And he just doesn't play by the rules. But by Christ, he, he gets, gets he does get results. That's most of the boring. Time. I have killed two people since midnight. I have not slept for over twenty-four hours. So maybe, maybe you should be a little more afraid of me than you are right now. Uh, obviously, David Palmer was brilliant. The president, the first president. Yeah. Well, so actually, do you know what? I forget that David Palmer wasn't the president. No, because he's the se- in the first season. He's the character <laughs> David Palmer, who is. Yeah. Uh, I think he's like running for president, yeah. isn't he? So he is um, a senator, I think. Yeah. You that dude, uh, Palmer. No, that's not me. Yeah, it's you. Damn! Yo, this guy's running for president, dog. I seen him on TV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you gonna do for me, Mr. President? See, that's your problem. You want everyone else to do the work. What are you gonna do for yourself? See, man, all y'all, y'all got the same rap. You keep going like this, and you'll be dead in five years. Man, like you know my life more than you think. And I love, because throughout the whole show, it's mm. 
had what is what's uh, Keith Sutherland's intro normally? The following takes yeah. place between eight a.m. and nine a.m. and then sometimes events occur. Yeah, in real time. But in the first season, it yeah. was on the day of the California presidential primary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't need it. Nine a.m. and ten a.m. on the day of the California <laughs> presidential primary. The following takes place between four a.m. and five a.m. on the day of the California presidential primary. <laughs> also, the the first season had this really kind of cheesy voiceover intro. It'd be like, "My name is Federal Agent Jack Bauer, yeah. and this is the longest day <laughs> of my life." They cut that. They um, got rid of that later. I mean, I love Tony, uh, who was kind of in the first season. You mm. thought because you you get the feeling well, you knew there was a mole. You knew there was a mole in CTU, which was a recurring theme yeah. in Twenty Four. There would always be one of the goodies. Would always turn out to be one of the baddies. Yeah. There was always a mole. Tony was a right douche at the beginning. <laughs> he, really he was sort of uh, with his little soul patch. Didn't didn't like. Jack at all, yeah. vice versa, and um, but in the end, he became like one of Jack's closest confidants and one of the best characters it was. And then I think Tony is actually Tony Almeida is actually my favorite twenty four character yeah. of all time. I think a couple of reasons: one, because he's not quite as good as Jack, and I always like the underdog, so I always sort of root for him. And also just the whispery delivery yeah. of the actor uh, Carlos Bernard and his little his little ticks because he had, as we mentioned before, he had um, the, you would also drink for this. He had um, catchphrases, one of which was, yeah. <laughs> he would always go, he's like, Tony, I need you to get me the intel. Yeah. And then the other, the other uh, tick he had was, maybe it was scripted, maybe it wasn't, maybe it's that thing where Carlos's thing. Maybe it's that thing where Carlos started doing it and then they yeah. wrote it into the scripts, but he would always, no matter what the sentence was, he would always end it with, Right. And someone, someone, of course, because it's the internet, someone has uh, tracked down every single utterance of, all right, uh, we're going to watch it in full. We probably will edit it down. We'll edit it down for the final episode. What's to bring to me directly, all right? I want to find how Bibmar won, all right? All right, thanks. We can't afford for you to be losing focus at a time like this, all right? I'm going to do everything I can to keep him safe, all right? Jim, we can talk about this later. Right now, I, I gotta go, all right? Look, we did the best we could, all right? All right. Let's leave it at that. All right? That's my favourite one. The last one's, let's leave it at that. All right? Totally he just, he just, of course, uh, Chloe O'Brien, who yeah. has been in the, the second uh, most amount of episodes after Jack. But she came in season three. Season three. And she was quite irritating. I mean, she yeah. wasn't, no one, it wasn't like she was a loved character in that season. Mm. She was okay. Mm. She could easily have been a one-shot whatever. But mm. then the more she came back, the more everyone just loved her. She yeah. like, you couldn't have it without Chloe. Yeah. Yeah. And she also weirdly kind of got hotter. <laughs> I know. As the it turned into a goth. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of, kind of like a weird crush. I have a weird crush yeah. on uh, Mary Lynn Rice. Why don't you tell me Jack was alive? Oh, come on. It's called national security. Okay, when we find the nerve gas and the alert level drops, we can have some chamomile tea and I'll tell you all my secrets, okay? No one's favourite character, but we have mm. to mention her as Kim. <laughs> I mean... Well, I, I quite liked Kim. I wonder why. <laughs> I quite liked Kim as a teenage boy. Um, but she was always it got to the point where she would just, the whole in season two mm. so Kim is Jack's daughter yeah um, and who, who well, well we'll get onto this yeah. but Kim gets kidnapped a lot yeah and in season two mm. she has nothing to do with anything there's one isn't there one bit where she's with a tiger or something she's menaced by a cougar yeah and I don't mean an older no. uh, lady um, an older sexy lady and then by season three or four they just mm. made it I'll just make her a CTU agent it's like yeah but does she have any experience now? I don't worry about it alright I think we all know though that if someone's dad works at a company yeah or, 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 you know, been, they, can, they can get hired uh, regardless of experience yeah Hi, Dad. Sorry we're late. They're redirecting everyone around the UN. I'm sorry. We're doing fine. How was the zoo? 
Well, to be honest with you, we've spent most of our time just going back and forth between the black bears and the polar bears. I forgot to mention that she's going through a bear phase. Well, she certainly knows what she wants. She reminds me of you. That's funny. I always tell Stephen how much she reminds me of you. Then, uh, the one character I do want to mention now, though, is Aaron. All right, Palmer has left the suite. He is Can exposed. You tell Find me what's him. Going on? If he left in one of the vehicles, it'll show up on our GPS. Would you tell me what's going on? We've been told to add another layer of security around your husband. Why? We have a very high confidence that there will be an attempt on his life sometime today. Aaron Pierce, who, yeah. for, for, for a period, was the only character uh, aside from Jack. So yeah. Chloe's been in the most episodes yeah. apart from Jack. But, but he was in one to seven. He was the only character apart from Jack who'd been in every season until they ruined yeah, it yeah, and eight. then just didn't write him into yeah. season eight. But they kept coming up with reasons which didn't need to be in it, but they came mm. out with a reason for him to bring well, back. The, Why not do it again? The, the, the writer's reasoning at the time for not including him in season eight after seven straight seasons yeah. was, um, oh, we couldn't think of a good enough plot. Try harder. <laughs> You're writers. Yeah, it's what you pay for. Come up, we come up with a reason. So he was just he was just a Secret Service agent mm. for David Palmer in the first season. Didn't mm. even have a line in the first kind season. Kind of just like a generic agent yeah. in the background. But they liked his face. He's got very nice face yeah, and then he had like face. I think he had one Glenn Moore shower. had one line and one scene in season two mm. and then from season three onwards they just kept bringing him back mm. and he was awesome he was like a glorified extra who then became one of the best and most memorable characters on the show but did you know they were originally going to kill off Aaron in oh. season five oh. and in that season there's a okay we'll get onto this but there's a whole plot where uh, the the president of the United States mm. turns out to be in collaboration with terrorists yeah and uh, Aaron, who's obviously this uh, incredibly patriotic guy, he's disgusted, and he's always served the president, or Mr. President, thank you very much, Mr. President. <laughs> There's a scene where the president has him tied up, you know, hogtied, held hostage, and uh, yeah, he sort of says, oh, you know, if you come over to my side or whatever, I'll let you go, that'll be it. And Aaron refuses, and he just says, no way. Yeah. And then he says, is there anything else? Charles. <laughs> and he calls him by his name. So it's the ultimate, like, oh, diss. Yeah. And because of that, apparently that was an improv oh, really? from the actor, Glenn oh. Morshower, and the, and the producers were like, we can't kill him. Whoa, he's taking it to a different yeah. level. We cannot kill him off. So, should we go through each season? Well, one, one other thing I want to talk about before we move on to the kind of season by season breakdown, mm. something else I love about 24 mm. is the music. Mm. And the reason I love Sean it... Sean Callery. Sean Callery. Because it's got... It's got... This one incredible theme, 24, it's the, the music. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it. Like, Calorie, you wrote that. And he went, that, that is gold. I'm, I'm taking the rest well, of the day off. 24 started the whole get rid of the theme tune thing, didn't it? It did, really. With the, the intro, it's just like a... <laughs> counting down, yeah, you just see the logo, 24. But I love the fact that he wrote that little piece of music when I... I'm done. Oh, because, because, that's lunch. Because, yeah, that's lunch. <laughs> because, because if Jack's going around kicking ass in 24, if something terrible happens, <laughs> the only other franchise that does that is Rocky. Yeah. I mean, you haven't actually seen it in Rocky no. movie, which is outrageous. <laughs> but, but it's the same thing where, you know, when he's trading and right. it's, um, da, 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 da. And then with those sad moments, it's like, Rocky and 24, the only franchises can get away with it. All right, so let's actually go through all, I mean, sort of eight seasons, sort of nine seasons. There's a TV movie in there somewhere. There's also a spin-off. It gets pretty complicated. There's a game which was made at sequence. Spoilers, obviously, but it's already been spoiled by now. Yeah, well, I don't really know who we're making this for. I mean, it's, it's, I keep saying... It's like our least downloaded episode I keep, ever. I, I, keep, I keep saying, 
Jack Bauer is. is you know who Jack you know Bauer who is, is, or you're not listening, or why you're listening to this episode. Right. So the first season of Twenty Four, or mm. Day One, as it's also known, is the actually the only season to take place across the course of a single day. If you see what I mean. So every, well, every starts at midnight. Starts at midnight, um, ends at midnight. Every right. other season it chronicles a twenty-four hour yeah. period, but yeah. this is actually the only season that takes place across uh, a day, uh, the day of the California presidential yeah. primary. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, Jack Bauer is assigned to protect uh, Senator David Palmer, who we talked about, great character, from an assassination, uh, assassination, <laughs> from an assassination. I've sort of already a little tipsy <laughs> from an assassination plot. Yeah. Um, uh, but then Jack must also rescue his own family because his wife and his daughter are kidnapped by those uh, responsible for the plot. And uh, it turns out also that some people are trying to get revenge on Jack uh, for a, a mission he did back when he was a, a kick-ass soldier. We have reason to believe that by the end of the day, an attempt will be made on David Palmer's life. An international crisis is about to explode. First African-American with a real shot at the White House. And counter-terrorism expert Jack Bauer will have just 24 hours to stop it. If Palmer gets hit, it'll tear this country apart. Now, every second is crucial. There may be an element inside the agency involved with a hit on Palmer. Every minute counts. You're gonna blackmail a district director? He's got information that I need. And every hour... Don't trust anybody. ...the danger grows. Not even your own people. This fall... Find a shooter, Jack. Fox presents Kiefer Sutherland in a groundbreaking new series. An entire season of television... Who's the source? ...devoted to one... You have no idea what you're getting yourself into here. Unforgettable... You've got five seconds. ...day... 24... The clock starts ticking this fall on Fox. Season 1 of 24, it's unusual because a lot of the time you say, oh, first season was the best mm. of, a, of a TV show. It never quite matched the first season. Well, they, they were still, this is a particular show where you need TV and they, they haven't yeah. quite got And it's not, it's not bad, but it's not one of the greats, I yeah. would say. It's decent enough. Interestingly, I think the first, they commissioned 13 episodes, <laughs> which is odd yeah. because um, I like the idea that you go, yeah, we need uh, 24 episodes to tell our 24-hour story. And they go, 13, see how you do. <laughs> which I know is how they do things in America yeah. in network television, but it's like, no, this, this show definitely needs 24 episodes. It's quite cheeky from the writers. This is the one way of getting around it, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you've got to give us 24 episodes. Well, a bit of trivia here as well, that originally they, they came up with the idea of doing... Uh, a show that would take place every single day, 24 yeah. hours, but they originally didn't land on the the sort of spy angle. Uh, they originally, they were like, like a oh, romance design. Yeah, they were like, what can we do over 24 hours? And it was going to be um, set on someone's wedding day. Huh. Um, well, How Met Your Mother did that in the end of season nine. Yeah, and look how well that turned Dreadful. out. But, um, but yeah, it was going to be that thing of people getting cold feet and they were like, oh, yeah. well, that might pe- keep people watching. But then they're like, actually, no, it needs to be like a sort of adrenaline fueled thrill ride to keep people watching for 24 episodes across a single day. Um, but I think the, the first 13 episodes, which they had clearly planned out of season one, yeah. are actually really strong. Right. And they end with Jack rescuing uh, his wife and daughter. Yeah. And from there, the season just kind of muddles mm-hmm. along um, a little bit. Although, it does have... Um, it's, it's quite a clever moment, I think, where uh, this villain, Victor Drazen, mm-hmm. him, he's trying to get... This is Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper, yeah. the late, great Dennis Hopper. And he's trying to get... Uh, revenge on Jack because he's a war criminal who Jack thwarted uh, years before and I do like the idea that when Jack spots him on on, I think a a, a video surveillance camera and he turns around and Jack's like oh my god it's Victor Drazen now that means nothing to us but for the audience it's kind of the same reaction because you're like oh shit it's Dennis Hopper so I think that's quite clever how this big star casting it kind of has the same impact on the audience as it does on Jack Um, but the thing was in um 
in, in, in speed, mm-hmm. he's American, it's fine. Yeah. In 24, he's Serbian. Not, and not great. It's not, it's not a great accent. No. It's, it's like, we will use him as a bargaining cheat. <laughs> um, I got a little, I got a little uh, interview from the time with Dennis Hopper where he slips into, into his accent. I can't really give away the, the plot of this picture, but let's just say he is a friend from the past. He is an Eastern European, an old acquaintance, not necessarily a friend. You can see you can, the interviewers at that point going, what is he doing? <laughs> just, just, yeah, just, just like, let him do it. Just let him do it. It's Dennis Hopper. Just, just let him go for it. It's obvious as well that after those first 13 episodes of season one, they're kind of, kind of, I mean, at 24, they were always... Uh, Lost gets this accusation a lot that it was making things up as it went along. Yeah. 24, I think, as well. well it, so would, it would always suffer from making things up as it went so along. So Jack had rescued Kim and Terry, had he, halfway well, through? Yeah, by, by this point he had rescued them. But but there's the whole thing with... We talked about how there's always a mole yeah. in CTU. One of the most famous, probably the most like notorious mole in 24 was Nina, Nina Myers, yeah. uh, played by Sarah Clark, who was Jack's ex-lover, yeah. who then turned out to be working, working for the bad guys. But there's a whole... like. Early on, that wasn't the plan. Yeah. She was genuinely meant to be a good guy. They didn't plan this all the way through. It was no master plan. So if you were the actress, mm. you'd play her differently, if you'd known from the start. Which, which I guess is good for, for the audience, because it's more convincing. It's like, well, I never yeah. suspected. Of course she didn't. Neither did the riots. <laughs> <laughs> but again, there's, there's, there's that. There's a scene where um, she, is, she is killed by Jack, because the, the terrorists have his family, and they say, if you don't kill this woman, you know, we'll kill your family. So he kills Nina. Again, she was meant to be dead. <laughs> And then later on, the writers just went, ah, just to say she was wearing a vest. Don't worry about it. Like, like she was intended to be, they, they, were just, they were just making it up as they went along. Okay, so then uh, moving on to season two, which is day two, uh, set 18 months after the devastating events of season one, because Nina, of course, uh, she uh, captured Jack's wife, Terry, again, recaptured her for like the third yeah. time, um, and killed her. Yeah. Actually killed her, which at the time was, was a very shocking. big, big shock. That was they that could... originally the plan? Was, was... Again, I think they made up as they went along. They, they shot several endings. Yeah. Uh, one in which, I think, uh, well, there's definitely one in which she's fine and unscathed, which is really underwhelming. And then there's one, I think, in which she is uh, injured and you don't know if she's dead or not. Well, and then there's the one that, which airs where she's, she's gone. She's looking dead. back <clears> on it, I think it was the best decision because I don't think you could have Jack with a wife. No. He needs to be broken and on yeah. his own and, yes. you know, fucked up. He no. needs to be like that. Killing, killing Terry Bauer is absolutely the best thing <laughs> that ever happened to 24. <laughs> and she was a little bit annoying as well. <laughs> um, and so season two uh, picks up with uh, Jack. He's kind of, like, as you say, a broken man, uh, but he must return to yeah. CTU to stop a nuclear bomb uh, from detonating in Los Angeles. And David Palmer, who's now the president, he and Jack uh, work together to... Uh, stop terrorists who are trying to orchestrate a war between the U.S. and the Middle East. As the day of the California presidential primary began, my character Jack Bauer had no idea what he would be facing. The stakes started high with the word of a possible political assassination and only got higher as the story developed. Jack's day began with the promise of putting his family back together, but it seemed that no matter what he did, they were being pulled further and further apart. The story of a father, husband, and government agent became over the next 24 hours the story of a man constantly trying to do the right thing, but not having the necessary means to do it. The real-time aspect of the show provided its share of challenges. In doing such a show, there had to be a constant collaboration between the writers, director, and actors. Small things that would normally be overlooked, things as simple as driving across town, now were major story points. The freedom of time was gone. But that's what added to the intrigue and tension of the entire story. Now something as small as a long red light at an intersection 
carried a huge amount of weight, especially if a life was on the line, which it usually was. What can you expect from the second season of 24? In a word, more. More conflict, more suspense, more of the unexpected. And with a story that's literally been ripped from today's headlines, the next day, Jack Bauer's next day, is going to keep all of us wide awake for the next 24 hours. I think it's true that... Um... Jack only actually works for CTU in like one or two seasons because mm. most of the time they just bring him in like a contractor, yeah. like freelance. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, we need your help. Well, it's because he keeps going rogue. He constantly <laughs> goes rogue. He's always the <laughs> amount of times where it's like get power, get yeah. power, like get bored. <laughs> well, so um, the thing is as well though, they always every season, you know, Jack because he keeps going rogue because he's such a maverick, and they They're think all... he's a baddie, and it's like no, he's clearly not a baddie. <laughs> this is already how happened. many times has, has he just saved your ass? <laughs> exactly, well, exactly. Jack always saves the day, and they always go, he's going against, and then there'll be a new guy in charge of CTU who's never really met him. He doesn't because I don't care about Jack Bauer. I know all of what he's done, and he's an American hero, but I'm gonna get him. No, he's he's on your side. <laughs> the thing is, Jack always saves the day, right? Yeah. And they always go, Jack, you're going against protocol. Change the protocol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he's always going against protocol, and he always saves the day. Change the protocol. Yeah, it says here, Jack was only an official CTU employee for three mm. of the eight seasons. In season mm. one as a CTU director, season two his credentials are reinstated after being inactive for 18 months. And in season three, he's the director of field ops. But mm. all the other ones, he's just, yeah, contracted as a freelance just and given temporary clearance. Just a road dude. <laughs> um, well, so some, some major twists that happen across season two yeah. is, of course, the uh, the tragic demise of George Mason. Yeah. Xander Berkeley's character, who was sort of a bit of a shit early he on. He was another he, CTU leader, wasn't he? He was a typical CTU chief who didn't yeah. trust Jack and didn't respect Jack. And he got some virus. And he got he was exposed to radioactivity yeah. and he was dying. So in, in the end, he saved Jack. He volunteered to take a uh, a plane carrying a nuke into the desert. Was that the first silent clock? I no, no, so there is a silent clock. That's an honour to get the silent clock. Yeah, so, you get a, so 24 always ends with a beep, yeah. beep, beep of the clock, unless... Some real, fucking ridiculous. some real shit has gone down, yeah. and then you get a silent clock, and you know it's a big deal. I'm not sure what the first one was. It might have been when Terry died in yeah. season one. I think there might be something weird in the first season, which they didn't really know how to use the silent clock. <laughs> George Mason, weirdly, I don't think he gets a silent clock when he dies, but he yes, gets it when, he, when he leaves CTU for the last time, having said goodbye to his son, knowing he's going to his death. Yeah, though the first silent clock was the very end of season one. Yes, with Terry's death, and apparently she was ha- she was pregnant as well. So it makes it even worse. Oh, yes, she was. Yeah. God, that's unnecessary. Yeah, totally that's, unnecessary. That's probably proof that they were making up as they go along. So they, yeah. they, they needn't have gone that dark. One other, talking about the 24 drinking game earlier, one other rule that me and my mates had um, was Jack Bauer asks where it is. Right. So, so anytime Jack Bauer asks where something is, yeah. you have to uh, you have to take a drink. And you think, what are you, what are you talking about? It happens a lot more than you think. <laughs> and season two is the worst, uh, right. is the worst culprit. This, again, someone that obviously has made a compilation of this. How many times Jack Bauer asks some variant on where is the bomb? He's looking <laughs> for a nuclear bomb, and by, bomb? by God, he wants to know where that bomb is. <laughs> where is the bomb? Where's the bomb? Where's the bomb? Where's the bomb? Tell me where the bomb is. Tell me where the bomb is, or I will kill Assad. Talk to me. Tell me where the bomb is. Tell me where the bomb is. Tell me where the bomb is. Like, tell me where the bomb is. You're gonna tell me where the bomb is. Tell me where the bomb is. Tell me where the bomb is. Where is the bomb? Tell me where the bomb is. Just tell me where the bomb is. Tell me where the bomb is now. Tell me where the bomb is. Just tell me where the bomb is. 
and that, someone tell them where it fucking is. And that's only season two, season one. Where is my family? Season three. Where is the virus? Where are the vials? And then again in season six. Where is the bar? Where are my dragons? <laughs> where are my dragons? <laughs> Anytime Jack Barrow wants to know where something is, uh, you also also had to drink. So at this point, I feel like we should address. It actually came out a little bit later, but I feel like we should address twenty four the game mm. because that was set in between. Uh, seasons two and three. Have you ever wanted to know more about the world of 24? Did you ever wonder how President Palmer recovered from the attempt on his life? Who ran the country while Palmer was fighting for his life? Have you ever been curious why Kim Bauer started working at CTU and how she and Chase Edmonds first got together? Ever wonder how Chloe O'Brien first came into contact with the Los Angeles CTU? Ever wonder what it would be like to live 24 hours in the life of Jack Bauer. You can discover the answer to these and more questions as you experience them in 24, the game. It came out like three years later yeah. when season six uh, was airing, um, but it, it went back in time, which I think is a really cool thing to do and kind of resolved hanging plot yeah, points so between seasons canon. two and three. It was proper canon. And what else was really cool was that they had all of the actors came back, even yeah. minor people like Milo Pressman. Yeah. The guy who played him yeah. um, came back. And, uh, and, there was like one villain mm. called Max in the second season 24 mm. who got away yeah. and they just never really addressed it and then he comes back as the main yeah. villain of the game and he, and he meets his end at, at Jack's hand and they, they deal with it I think it's really but really but also he didn't just play as Jack you could play as Tony for 11 minutes yes you could play as Chase from season uh, 3 you could get on to Chase Michelle who was Tony's uh uh, misses. You played as a capable CTU agent in her own right. Uh, you played as Kim for one mission, and then a few other characters I've never even heard of. I'm guessing these were people from the game itself. But mm. did you know a cameo in in, uh, in 24 the game? Mm. Chris Moyles. Chris Moyles. Yes, yeah. he he was like a model for one of the, the baddies in it. Oh. I'll show you a photo now. That, that does look like Chris Moyles. It Moyles. does look like Chris Moyles. And uh, yeah, so a character, character called Carr, but he was voiced by Alan Dale. <laughs> wait, 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 so, so, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So I, I, I assume Chris Moyles was in the game. No, no, just his likeness. Because I think... Right, right. Chris Moyles, the radio DJ, yeah. famously not a looker. They're like, we'll take his, his face, but not his voice. I think it's because... Um, Kiefer was a guest on the show. You know, like how um, Stephen Merchant was in Twenty Four once. Yeah, very briefly. Yeah, I think it's like this where he just did it as a favor. But yeah, but what? Just his face. Yeah. But wait, and he was voiced by Alan Dale. That's, that's what it says. Isn't of 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 Twenty Four and Twenty Four and, and yeah. the OC and was he in Ugly Betty? So he was in Twenty Four. He's in Twenty Four as a different character <laughs> in season two. So that's what it says here. Bizarre. <laughs> Blow my mind. But yeah, it was good. It was actually a really good game at the time. Well, it got mixed reviews. It actually got a BAFTA though, or, yeah. or a BAFTA nomination for its uh, for its and its screenplay. Um, but but I like that they made an effort. So yeah. many tying games are just lazy cash yeah. and that they actually went. What can we do here that's interesting? Oh, we've got a few because the unsolved plot points. Was dreadful. It was really bad. There was a game of the shield as well. My uh, favorite. Uh, my favorite TV show. Even a crap game. But yeah. Nah. So now on to season three, day three. Now, this is again set three years later. Later on, I'm going to try and tally up how much time yeah, it make any spans sense. across 24, because I'm pretty it's sure like Jack... 2040 by now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like 24 years yeah. across the whole run of 24. So season three is set three years later, um, and it starts off with Jack. He's infiltrated a Mexican uh, drug cartel. 
uh, and that's sort of the the plot yeah and that covers the plot of the uh, the early episodes one of the most memorable uh, aspects of that plot is that in order to kind of maintain his cover he had to do heroin <laughs> notoriously like the most addictive drug <laughs> and yeah he got through it because he's Jack Bauer there are literally scenes where he mans off heroin so like so he's going to inject himself and he just throws the needle away and just goes and just mans off the heroin next scene fine yeah he's absolutely fine Never and then, time for that and then later on in the season uh, there's a terrible called Stephen Saunders played by uh, Paul Blackthorne who uh, gains possession of a deadly virus uh, and uh, blackmails Jack and Tony Eva Sutherland in one of the most critically acclaimed series on television I didn't lose a year of my life to arrest some drug dealer Salazar does business with terrorist cells around the world bringing them down is our only objective are we clear concerned about you Jack the things you did to get me here I wouldn't wish on anyone let's face it You'll never be the same. I'm about to name names, Jack. That makes me happy. Because you see, we are connected now. Son of a bitch. Open the door! It's on you, Jack! What happens next is on you! On October 28th. Do it! first wave of attack will be terror. I think the Carl Singer might have been infected. The last line of defense will be him. Just do it now! 24, the season premiere, October 28th on Fox. Chloe was introduced, as we said earlier. Yeah. But also Chase. But also Chase. They kept trying across 24 to, to introduce these characters who were kind of like, Jack's Apprentice yeah. or Mini Jack or like Jack in Training James Badge Dale has now mm. since gone on to do quite well for himself he's not a bad actor James but, Badge Dale but the character is so wet yeah, and dull I think they wanted him to be this cool hip young dude mm. and he never really quite caught on I'm he, surprised they never tried to bring him back at some point mm. like, just for the hell of it but, you, were, you were talking about how Jack Bauer is not a traditional leading man. Yeah. He's not this sort of just clean-cut, good-looking, like boring. Chase is what twenty yeah. is what twenty four's lead would be yeah. if they were less imaginative. Exactly. One little bit of trivia for uh, <laughs> season three I liked is that, um, uh, as well as obviously you know just doing some heroin. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jack had uh, like a really intricate tattoo oh, on his arm yeah, yeah. Um, uh, to you know maintain his cover and uh, Kiefer Sutherland because he's <laughs> such a hard nut himself yeah. he's like ah, I'm not going to be in the makeup trailer for hours and just got the tattoo <laughs> yeah, just got it, it. Just still it. what do you mean he's still I guess he could have had yeah, it laser exactly. removed but no I think he just like permanently marked his body because <laughs> he, he wanted a lion it's like ah oh, fuck it I don't <laughs> I don't want to get I don't want to have early mornings yeah. so just just do the tattoo extreme living with, uh, with Kiefer Sutherland <laughs> But of course, at one moment that everyone always talks about in, in day three is the death of Chappelle. Yeah. Chappelle was just another CTU boss. Such kind a douche. Douche. Um, but but then, this, this was the first moment with 24 for me that you'd have shocking moments, even mm, with Terry's death. Mm. But this was the moment which actually, like, still to this day, yeah. but at the time especially, it, it affected me. I you, remember, just a, you have a quiet moment. I did, because what happened, so... Ooh. Well, we talked about Stephen Saunders, who yeah. is this terrorist. He's got this this virus, and he blackmails. Uh, he kidnaps Michelle and and blackmails Tony, who they're they, you know they're in a relationship. And he blackmails Tony into doing his bidding. He also because he's the virus, he blackmails Jack into doing his bidding, and then he basically says, "I've never got anyone to do my bidding." <laughs> you need to uh, yeah acquire <laughs> some sort of terrible virus. <laughs> that sounded weird. Um, <laughs> Um, so yeah he, he orders Jack to kill this guy the, the, the boss man of CTU yeah. Ryan Chappelle and it, at the time it was like 
He has to, because he's proved that he'll do it. He'll, 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 if he yeah. doesn't do this, Saunders the villain will kill hundreds of people. Yeah. Um, so Jack has to do it. But I was watching it going, oh, he's always going to find a way out. Yeah, yeah. Of, course he, of course he will. Even though people have died in 24 before, yeah. like Terry, I was sort of like, nah, that's just... Because, I don't know, it's too much of like a loss yeah. in terms of like, oh, he just made Jack do that. Yeah. And he does. Yeah, and just, just, he just, just kills, kills the Just guy. like executes Chappelle, who yeah. you, do, you never really like. But, but then you like that. Jesus, yeah, that's... it really affected me for ages. Yeah. Right? Just sort of thinking about the ramifications of it, and, because yeah. it was this isn't like a HBO dark, no, you know, adult thing. It's mm. prime time. Normally, should be technically family friendly. This, mm. there's no swear words in Twenty Four, as we said earlier, no. <laughs> and yet that happens. Yeah, and it's like bloody hell. Well, most <laughs> notably, most seasons of Twenty Four will either end on a sort of a bit of a grim uh, note or or a cliffhanger of some sort. Season three, Jack just gets into a car and cries. Yeah. And like, Amazing and like, acting. It's incredible. It's good. But he just sort of like goes, fuck me. Yeah. It just has a bit of breaks down because he's had a horrible, I mean, he's had, he's had horrible days before, but like yeah. really tough time of things. He just like has a bit of a cry and then, you know, deals with it and moves on. Yeah. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Season four. Season four, day four. Again, set 18 months later. We will tally all this up at the end. Yeah. Uh, Jack is is no longer at CTU because they found out he was addicted to the heroin. Oh, right, okay. Um, doesn't matter, but again, he's an American hero. They're like, no, drug addiction, you're out. Yeah. Get some new boss to come in, kick him out. So he now works uh, protecting the Secretary of Defense, James Heller, um, and, and Heller's daughter, Audrey Rains, who, yes, Jack is... Uh, Kickity-goo. ...stooping. Yeah. Uh, shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> then, of course, because Jack Bauer has the worst luck, Heller and Audrey get uh, kidnapped by <sighs> terrorists... Uh, meanwhile, uh, the terrorist. There's not a lot of terrorists in the show. Habib Marwan. He is he is uh, using yeah. Heller the Heller family kidnap yeah. as a ruse as a disguise uh, to launch further terrorist attacks across America. There was some chatter this morning about a possible attack. Hello, Aaron. Hello, Jack. What's happening with the suspect? Unfortunately for you, Jack, it's our problem, not yours. I know this guy. What are you doing? Once you log in ID for Interpol overnight. I'm not comfortable with this. Chloe, please. You're in. Something's gonna happen at eight. I have information that you ignored about a larger hit that's supposed to take place this morning at nine. I need you to reinstate me. You don't give me orders, Jack. You're making a mistake. Central on Fox. 
America's had a horrible time in this world, isn't it? <laughs> like more than in real life, which yeah. is you know, which is saying something. Yeah. My favorite—it's not even really about the seed this season in particular. It's sort of a tangential anecdote, which is I ever told you the story about the guy on the tube who loved Arnold Mosley. <laughs> Where, did we mention this before? I don't think we did. Maybe, maybe we mentioned it in our the mummy freaky one. franchise yeah. episode with the mummy and it's worth bringing up again. the mummy and the scorpion king. Where I can't remember why it came <laughs> up, but I was I was on the tube with a with a work colleague, and we were talking about the actor Arnold Vosloo who plays Habib Marwan, who's yeah. the main villain in, in Day Four. And this guy just goes, and ah, bless the guy, he was lovely, but I think he might have been a bit off. Right, okay. and he came up to us and he, and he was like. Talking about Arnold Vosloo. And we were like, uh, yeah. And like, favourite actor of all time. Favourite actor of all time. This guy's favourite actor of all time. No, I mean, he's fine, but my, his favourite actor of all time was Arnold Vosloo. And like, and he was yeah, like, even Arnold would be like, eh? Yeah, he'd, like, he'd be like, maybe. Really. But I mean, one, I like the idea that this guy's really shy, but mm. never in his life has no. anyone talked about I mean, oh, he's he so excited. He had to talk he about it. He couldn't hold it in. But he's also, so we, we have a running gag. Morgan and I about mm. no one's favourite actor I yeah. mean, this one. he's yeah. the ultimate no one's favourite actor but no proved wrong yeah. he's someone's favourite this guy actor. he was fully into it he loved oh. him in 24 loved him in The Mummy he loved him in the Darkman sequels where he replaced Liam Neeson this guy was like the ultimate Vosloo nut he was a Vos lunatic. it just came up with that <laughs> Vos, Vos lunatic the one and only <laughs> alright alright pushing on uh, so we're at season 5 now day, yeah. t- day 5 again Set eighteen months later, so we're now in what twenty nineteen. I have no idea. We will t- we'll tally it up at the at the very end. Uh, so Jack Bauer is is believed to be dead because at the end of season four, for reasons too complicated to go into here, he had to fake his own death. Right. Um, so at this point, he's in hiding. But bringing him out of hiding is uh, three of his closest friends and allies are murdered, and he is framed by terrorists uh, for for the crime. Uh, meanwhile. Uh, some some bad guys acquire some deadly nerve gas and they threaten the US uh, with intoxication and not the good kind. When you hang up, for all intents and purposes, Jack Bauer's dead. Last season, he staged his own death to stay alive. Now, what could possibly bring America's most dangerous counter-terrorist agent out of hiding? How'd you get this number? What's going on here, Frank? My name's not Frank. It's Jack Bauer. 24. So... And it starts off pretty shocking. Well, so one of the... The way this season kicks off, as you mentioned, uh, these terrorists target uh, Jack's friends and allies to bring him out of hiding. And they kill off three... Well, initially, they kill off two pretty major 24 characters. Uh, They kill off uh, Michelle Gessler, who we talked about. And they also kill off David Palmer. And a really kind of uh, anticlimactic kind of... Well, I have an issue with this. Mainly, I mean, the way it plays out in the season, it works. It does work. It's a good twist for the season. Um, Maybe, as we said, maybe there wasn't that much more to do with David Palmer and they thought, okay. But it's the thing, the whole point of the first season of 24 Mm. was to save David Palmer from assassination. (laughs) And then he gets killed in season five. And it's a bit like... Well, that's pointless then. What, what did you do? What did you do all that for? All of season one is rendered moot by the by the by, by the, the, the beginning of season five, and it just kind of retroactively. Yeah, it's like how we talked about um, Halloween, the Halloween films. How Jamie Lee Curtis is finally killed by Michael Myers yeah. in Halloween Resurrection. It's like, well, what did I watch Halloween one yeah, and two the for point? then? What is the point? Wait, 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 she's, wait, it's like the whole point is she survived and she escaped. And then, then if she if it happened, what did I watch that for? 
Friday the 13th Part 2. The first scene, the heroine from the first film gets killed. It's like, well, what did I watch the first one for? Yeah. It's, ah, it's just a bit mean. I just, I just don't like it in general where a main character that you love mm. has a horrible death. Mm. Even in Grey's Anatomy, the amount <laughs> of characters that you love have You're a horrible time. Pleasure. Like, it kind of ruins the whole legacy of the show because yeah. you're not going to watch the whole box set now because you're like, well, no, no, that happens. And so, it, ta- it takes you know, the older episodes because exactly. you, you always know that the, the grisly end exactly. uh, is coming. So they killed off those two characters. Um, Tony Almeida, my fave, he was meant to be killed off as well. Again, this is an example of 24 making up as they went along. He was meant to die uh, in the same explosion that Michelle uh, was killed in. They then went, no, let's not kill Tony. Let's give him a huge plot in this season. Right. And Carlos is like, all right, sounds great. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Yeah, sounds great, yeah. And so he um, he was meant to go on like this mission of vengeance where he goes after the guys who kill Michelle Gray. And then they were like, nah, actually, we haven't got time for that. So there's <laughs> too, too much else going on. So then Tony has... They do then kill Tony, yeah. but he has a really kind of just underwhelming death. Again, very mean-spirited, where he's killed by the same person who killed his wife. Yeah. And it's but just, without even a silent clock or anything. And he doesn't get the silent clock, yeah. which at the time was very, yeah. uh, very controversial amongst fans. But do you remember one, one character who I believe does get the silent clock? Edgar. So they've got the virus going off. So, so Edgar, Edgar was this character who, again, if you've never seen 24 and you made it this far, well done. A rotund man. <laughs> he was. But he was this kind of like adorable yeah. guy. He was like the nicest, sweetest man ever. He would always sort of try and be nice to Chloe. And yeah. she was always, she's, you know, she secretly loved him, yeah. but she was always not like a romantic love, yeah. but she sort of, they were secretly best mates, but she would never admit it. And she was always a bit mean to him. And he was so lovely. And then CTU is targeted by terrorists and they unleash this deadly nerve gas uh, in CTU. Uh, he goes off to rescue another agent, yeah. I believe, as I recall, and then everyone else is shut off in in quarantine, like yeah, like quarantine, yeah. But he's and so loads of people and died, they, and, and you sort of forget. You're like, yeah. oh, they're all safe. And then he appears, and, and goes, you see him on the other side of the glass. And he's like Chloe. That's the worst and bit then, where he goes Chloe in his little voice, and then he dies, and it's so I think, mean. I think, I think the reason it was so shocking with him is that you never thought he'd die because he's no. like he's not going to be in the field. So no. why, why would he ever die? <laughs> I remember with Edgar's death because again me and my friends would watch it and you know play the game and so on and we would always like take the piss out yeah. of him and we'd be like oh Edgar he's such a sack he's so useless sack. He's so, yeah he's such a sad sack and then that episode happened and we were like not Edgar oh, my, my boy Edgar you can't kill Edgar we were furious we suddenly switched <laughs> we like, it was like Chloe we were like we loved him really yeah do you like that horrible <laughs> One, one thing sort of a, a, it has the ultimate character he actually becomes the president in season four but the <laughs> yeah. ultimate like love to hate character yeah. um, President Charles Logan yeah. in 24 who is first of all just seems like a ridiculous incompetent character uh, Richard Nixon style yeah. character and, and every time uh, there was Mike Novick <laughs> remember Mike yeah. Novick in 24 who was David Palmer's right hand David Palmer's right hand man later became sort of the sort of unwilling right hand man to Logan and it's just all these scenes where he's like Mr. President, the terrorists have attacked. Fix it, Mike! That was his guy. <laughs> Fix it, Mike! Is all he and he'd always talk by lean, bending his neck over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was sort of leaning in, like horizontal almost. Just yeah. going, what are you going to do about it, huh? <laughs> what are you going to do about it, huh? <laughs> Terrifying. Uh, amazingly, amazing. Actually. Amazing. And, and then he uh, he actually turned out to be the, the big... Mm. I mean, sort of the big villain, but he was actually being manipulated by the terrorists. He was just a weed, wasn't he? And he was just a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a... Wetty. Bit of a, bit of a wetty, bit useless, bit, you know, bit spineless. But that was a hell of a twist then when it turned out he had kind of sort of been part of orchestrating yeah. uh, the day's events and all these terrorist uh, activities. Absolutely brilliant. 
I know you're good at extracting information. I know that you're good at torture. I saw what you did with Walt Cummings. I think you'll be surprised to find out that I'm a little tougher than that. Take a seat. Chloe, it's Jack. Can you hear me? Yeah, Jack. I want to make sure that you have good reception. Who are you talking to? Are those your friends at CTU? You know you're putting them in danger as well. Coming through fine, Jack. Okay, good. My people can't be far behind, Jack. There's still time to get away. Take it. The plan involving the Syntox nerve gas was designed to fool the terrorists and the Russians. Whether or not you formulated the plan is irrelevant. You authorized it. You're delusional. David Palmer uncovered evidence of this plan. When he started asking questions, he was assassinated. Other people were killed to cover that murder up. Men and women who serve this country with distinction. People that I worked with, friends of mine. No, you're wrong. This is all a pack of lies. The terrorists discovered your deception, and they deployed Syntox nerve gas on American soil. Every American who died today as a result of terrorist activity is another murder that you're accountable for. And before you leave here, you're going to admit it. Suppose if you hurt me enough, Jack, I'll say whatever you want. But that won't make it the truth. And everybody who watches this will know that perfectly well. A man will say anything under torture. This won't mean a thing. Mr. Logan, I'm not going to torture you. But you are going to tell me what I want to know. Or so help me God, I will kill you. Right, season six. On to season six, um, day six. Not good, not good. Set, or rather arbitrarily, set 20 months later. 20? Or already, already I'm annoyed. Um, <laughs> Precisely 20 months. Yeah, in which uh, uh, Jack had, he, he, so in season four, he had invaded a Chinese embassy, hmm. uh, which he shouldn't have done, but it was, it was, it was for the <laughs> oh, good, yeah, it was for the good of yeah. America. A couple of people got killed. Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't Jack's fault. Yeah. It wasn't Jack's fault. And then at the end of season five, he that oh that was why that was why he had to fake his own death because the Chinese were after him right, okay. at the end of season four. <laughs> Keeping up. Then at the end of season five, obviously because he'd come out of hiding, uh, the Chinese led by uh, Cheng, who is an amazing villain. You uh, spoke to this guy. Yeah. I did. I did. I did speak to Cheng. Like <laughs> he was absolute hor- horrible shit yeah. in the show. Really nice in real life. <laughs> I didn't expect him to be like you know a terrorist. Yeah. But he was absolutely <laughs> lovely. Um, but Jack is captured. And then uh, in, in season six, he is he's finally released uh, from from Chinese prison as part of a you know a prisoner exchange. Um, but then uh, <sighs> then <laughs> terrorists set off a bomb yeah. in LA, um, and then you know Jack has to fight the Chinese. Blah, so blah, blah. And, then, and then and then there's a whole thing with a component, and the Russians and the Chinese are fighting for the control of this component. And I don't even know. season six is a hot mess. Your president has paid a great price for Mr. Bauer's freedom. What you want from him must be very important. In the last 11 weeks, our cities have been targeted by a series of terror attacks. We're asking you to sacrifice yourself. The things that they're talking about doing, this country will never recover. Do you understand the difference between dying for something and dying for nothing? Today, I can die for something. The two-night premiere event this January. So there's no nuclear holocaust, even though there's a bomb that went off in LA. Right, right. So the I've seen threads. Threads didn't happen <laughs> in 24, did it? No, it really didn't. Do you know what though? The first four episodes of season six are pretty good. 
Jack comes out of prison and he's like you know, even more broken than he ever was. <laughs> he's like James Bond in Die Another Day. Yeah, except done well. Um, and, and, and yeah, and, and then at the end of episode four, this nuclear bombing, again, it's that kind of Chappelle thing where you go, well, obviously the bomb's not going to go off. We've seen this before. Yeah. Jack will find a way. And then the bomb does go off. And it is really good. Yeah. But you're like, oh shit, the bomb went off. <laughs> and it's really, it's really well done. Loads of people died. Yeah, Jesus, that's incredible. That escalated quickly. And then they went, yeah, that was. <laughs> you can imagine at the time. You can imagine at the time. They were, they were like, "Wow, you, you just detonated a bomb in LA." You know? If you ever can like fast forward twenty months, that's when you do it. Yeah, right. But you can imagine at the time the writers being like, "Wow, you just detonated a nuclear bomb in LA. What are you going to do now?" Yeah. Like, uh, they just didn't know what to do. So yeah. for the, the, the rest of the season, they just kind of ignore it and like literally, <laughs> literally like work around it. Literally. So there's like yeah. scenes where characters like driving through LA and they're like, "Comes uh, like." Can't go through here. Nuke. <laughs> it's like, like it's a traffic collision. It's like, no, you're gonna, you're gonna drive around the fallout Someone zone. dropped a nuke here. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah no. uh, That is really, that's gonna, gonna be late. That's gonna make my commute twice as long. <laughs> that is really inconvenient. Jeez Louise, what a day. It really, they really don't know what they're doing in season six. They just, they just don't. So Wayne Palmer, who by this point is, is, is David. <laughs> Can I just laugh at his name? Wayne. I'm just remembering him. Oh, ludicrous David, 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 you need to think about your administration. That was one of our roles in season in season three when he was. Yeah. Uh, I think he was David Palmer's vice president, right. and every time or chief of staff or something. Every time he said administration, you had to drink because it was David. You got to think about your administration. He's the shaft president. Isn't he? <laughs> yes, he um he let him, he's the president in this season. Yeah, he gets like really badly injured in a terrorist yeah. attack, slips into a coma. You never find out what no. happens to him. They never tell you. And it's like, do you want to resolve oh, that Wayne Palmer storyline at any point? No. Apparently, apparently um, like in a DVD, like, you know, sometimes you used to get like um, DVD uh, book, booklets and that yeah. kind of thing. One of, one of those for the next season just goes, oh yeah, he died. What? <laughs> yeah, Wayne Palmer died. What? And they really, they didn't even reveal it in the next season or in a video game or in a webisode or anything. It was just in the DVD inlay. That's how I don't trust that as official canon, to be honest. That could have just been some guy getting rogue. Yeah, you, you know, I'm sure they can go back on that thing. Everyone are desperately bring back Wayne Palmer. <laughs> But again, apparently the, the finale of season six, they were originally going to bring back Tony Almeida, bring him back from the dead. Right. And then they went, ah, no, let's not do that. So that got scrapped. Uh, do you remember there's the character, one of the big things in season six is they introduced Jack's family. Mm. And uh, introduced Jack's dad, who's played by Farmer Hoggett from Babe. Um, yeah. Who was, apparently there were, there were considerations of having... Donald. Donald Sutherland yeah. play Jack Bauer's father. But apparently he didn't want to do it because <coughs> Jack's dad and Jack are at odds right. and he only wanted to do it if he and Kiefer could be like buddies, uh, buddies on screen. And his, um, his brother, what, did you mention play, Yeah, yeah, Graham Bauer, yeah. Um, played by... What's his name? No, he's in... Um, Robocop. He's in Robocop. Yeah, he's a baddie. He's a baddie right. in Robocop, yeah. um, in which Robocop is played by Peter Weller, yeah. who is yeah, Henderson yeah. from season five, is the guy who killed, orchestrates the almost, big plan. Yeah, killed Tony. And, yeah, he almost killed Tony. Or did kill Tony, <laughs> we haven't got there yet. He, Tony's dead. Spoilers. Spoilers. So, but there's, there's this character, Josh Bauer, who is... Um, Josh Bauer. J- Josh Bauer, who is Jack's nephew. Right. Who is um, the son, of, obviously his brother's son. That was... They meant that to be Jack's son. And it turned out that Jack had had like an affair with his brother's wife. Huh. And they were like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that's going to happen. Then they went, oh, actually, no, let's not do that. Um, let's make him Philip Bauer, Jack's father. Let's make him his son. So he's secretly like Jack's brother. And then... They apparently got to the finale and went, oh, we've run out of time, just let's not do it at all. What? So after all that, he then just was Jack's nephew and the whole character was kind of pointless. 
Like they 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 considered two twists, yeah. ditched both of them, you and then did, and did nothing. You had twenty four hours. You still didn't have time. <laughs> what are you doing? It is a race against time. Stop faffing about. Notoriously, it is a race against time. Next, they had more time than they expected. The writers' strike. Exactly, the writers' strike. We could probably do an episode of Two Geeks on the writers' strike yeah. and how it like fundamentally changed so many TV shows, so yeah. many US TV shows. But yeah, the, so the writers' strike happened uh, when they were making actually season seven of Twenty Four, which then pushed it back, um, and so uh, they made a little TV movie. Uh, 24 Redemption to bridge the gap between season six and seven. This is an historic day marking the swearing in of America's first female president. You're going to be the most powerful person in the world. Our embassy in Sangala just got word of an imminent coup. The order came down from the president ruling up all U.S. nationals. You are now soldiers in the People's Freedom Army. This fall, history will be made. Our involvement could avert a genocide. A new enemy will rise. We'll take back our country. And the only hope to stop him disappeared. I think they're headed for the school. Until now. In the now, move! My fellow citizens, we all share the responsibility. Our future depends on it. Open the gate! Sutherland returns in 24. Why were they allowed to make this then? I, I think I think they no they, they sort of did it once the strike was over. Right. But then they they could, you know, air one episode. Uh. Because a lot of other shows did the thing where they would air the episodes um they had already written and then go on a hiatus for ages. That doesn't really work for 24 no. because of the continuing narrative. So what they did was they went, right, we'll push back the intended premiere of the season so we have more time to write the rest of the season. But to fill the gap, we will then do this right, this TV movie. What I liked about it as well was that it was Jack in a different scenario. Yeah. So he, he wasn't just in America and very specifically... He was in Africa, wasn't he? He was, in, it was, filmed in, it was set in a fictional country, yeah. but it was uh, filmed in Cape Town. Wow. And it just seeing Jack in that different environment with... Uh, different villains and like landmines and all that kind of thing. I was it was great. I would I would definitely watch like a prequel series mm. that was him, like J- young Jack and young Robert Carlyle kicking yeah. ass together. Have you yeah. All right, so on to another cracker. I love season seven. I love I love season. It was seven. A, it was what you'd consider a reboot, really, wasn't it? Because yeah. it it totally changed. Change location. Yeah, what what they call a soft reboot, mm. where it was um yeah change location. From, CTU didn't exist as well. No, yeah, it was from Los Angeles to Washington, D.C. CTU disbanded. So Jack was working with the FBI. Uh, initially, you know, not that many of the characters you're familiar with. Well, they with. brought in new characters and they were all good characters. Mm. They weren't like, ugh, who's this? Yeah. And then Chloe came back and, and Bill, Bill Buchanan, Buchanan, who we haven't mentioned, nah. Silver Fox. <laughs> he was a Silver Fox, yeah. yeah. The deep timber voice, yeah. right? Um, yeah, so set just 65 days, the mm. shortest gap ever uh, after uh, redemption. Uh, Jack must assist the FBI um, b- when uh, the firewall for America's federal computer infrastructure is breached. It was very trendy at that time. <laughs> so at the same time, like Die Hard 4.0, yeah. everything was about hackers, hacking, they can take down America with a laptop. <laughs> we have laptops, we have two laptops. We can't hack anything. You can't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and then uh, Jack must also uh, uncover corruption within the administration of the new president, President Taylor. Uh, and there's also some biological weapons on American soil because it wouldn't be 24 without weapons and terrorists on American soil. 
Let the record show this is the third day of the Senate hearing investigating human rights violations by the recently disbanded counter-terrorist unit. Will the witness please state his name? Jack Bauer. Mr. Bauer, did you torture Mr. Haddad? Don't expect me to regret the decisions that I have made. Because, sir, the truth is, I don't. Benjamin Juma has slaughtered over 200,000 of his own people. That number will continue to grow if we don't stop him now. Emmy Award winner Kiefer Sutherland. The FBI has been compromised. There's a leak. They've got a shooter on top of the Columbia building heading south. In the most critically acclaimed series on television. And you will stay dead this time. 24, the two-night premiere event, begins Sunday, January 11th on Fox. So we have, you know, you have these, these uh, the presidents of 24. Mm-hmm. You have Palmer, who, you know, kind of set the standard, incredible. You have Logan, who is brilliant, but in a completely different way, in a sort of villainous way. What do you think of President Taylor? I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, I like yeah. her. And again, set in the scene of a female president. Several, the same sort of distance between years of Obama and Palmer. Is yeah. that potentially Hillary Clinton? Well, or? yeah, pa- Palmer foreshadowed Obama. Yeah. Please God, let's yeah. hope that <laughs> President Taylor uh, foreshadows President Clinton. Yeah, well, they didn't really have a Trump-type president ever, did they? No, because <laughs> all the villains in 24 were cunning. Yeah. <laughs> and, and had brains. And, and clever, and, and had complicated plans. Yeah. Yeah, no. No president has ever actually been re-elected, ever. Because <laughs> most of them get killed. Yeah, so, so, uh, David Palmer didn't run for re-election. Uh, no, John, John Keeler uh, was the one on the plane. Yeah, in, Air in, in season four, shot. again, there's a president who gets shot down. Yeah. And uh, Air Force... This is the scene where Air Force One gets hit. There's a cliffhanger in one of the episodes. Was Air Force One just hit? Was, was Air, Air Force, Force One just hit? hit? That's, another, that's another story. Where I was, I was at work... Uh, my girlfriend at the time texted me because she'd been catching up on Twenty Four. Spoilers. No, no, no. I'd already oh, seen. Right. I'd already seen the season by this point. She was catching up, and she texted me saying, "Oh my god, Air Force One was just shot down." And I, <laughs> and I was like, "Texted back going," and I turned on the radio at my work. I was like, "Nothing on the news." And I texted being like, "Is Obama okay?" And she was like, "No, on Twenty Four." I was like, "What are you doing?" And that's why I broke up with her. It's, it's not. It's not. So yeah, John Keeler and Wayne Palmer were incapacitated. <laughs> uh, Again, John, they didn't really reveal no. what happened to Keeler. Charles Logan was arrested and removed from office. Yeah. Uh, Noah Daniels just lost to Alison Taylor. Yeah. Um, and Alison Taylor and James Heller, who we'll get to in a minute, uh, just resigned. If you were president in the 24 universe, I think being commander-in-chief for four years would be more than sufficient. So one of the big things, though, in season seven, of course, is the return of Tony Almeida. Possibly yeah. 24's most ludicrous moment yeah. of all time. But I loved it. Was they bring Tony Almeida back from the dead. They howled Bishop. <laughs> they howled Bishop Tony Almeida yeah. and said he wasn't really dead. He was dead for three minutes or something. <laughs> and then they he got revived and by mercenaries. And then he became a mercenary Hang for on. a bit. And Fast and Furious nicked this. With Letty. Yeah. It's exactly the same it's thing. exactly the same She plot. got rescued by <laughs> no. some mercenaries, lost her memory, and mm. then 
carried Tony, on. Tony, this is what I like though. Tony didn't lose his memory. <laughs> he just became a bit of a dick yeah, because his wife had just been killed and he was like, well, I'm not protecting the government yeah. in this country anymore. I'm going to go a bit rogue. But what I didn't like about it was mm. um, it looked like at one point, oh, he was a double-double agent. Yeah. He's fine. <laughs> he was actually doing it to take them down. But then yeah. it was revealed he was a double-double-double <laughs> agent and he was actually a dick all along. Yeah. No, this is my thing. I, didn't, I did not like Tony flip-flopping because no. what I liked was the fact that because okay, it's a bit predictable that he seems like a villain. Not really. He's an inside man. But even when he's an inside man, it was like, yeah, but he still did some yeah. bad shit, and he did kind of go a bit rogue. And it was like yeah. it was murky, and it was nice. It was like, yeah, he's sort of on the side of good, but actually, he did some really bad stuff. So yeah. it was still kind of it wasn't clean cut, and I like that. But then they just went, oh no, actually, he's just a villain. Yeah, because he killed <sighs> what's his name? He killed Larry. Larry, a, like a lovely man who works for the yeah. FBI. And, uh, yeah, I just, I don't feel, I feel like they kind of character assassinated Tony a little bit. Uh, but season seven, fantastic, has a, a great sequence uh, or a sequence of episodes where there's a siege on the White House. Yeah. Remember this, where terrorists take control I mean, it's of the White House. Utterly ludicrous. But uh, brilliant. But brilliant. And it's where Bill Buchanan sacrifices his life. Yeah. The president everyone. gets slapped. She does. By, well, who's, who is he? Uh, by uh, Tony Todd's character. Yeah. The villain. Yeah. Just gets slapped in the face. Yeah. And it's like when you slap the president, yeah. you know, you know Jack's coming for you. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, season seven, of course, we should mention, introduces another quite, quite, quite key character in 24 lore, um, Renee Walker. Yeah. Who will, she's Jack's FBI handler and later, yeah, his love interest. Um, and then she kind of gets... It's almost like infected by Jack and becomes like yeah. like a, almost like a dark. But you know what I didn't like? Mm. I don't know if you're going to bring this up anyway. But mm. in season eight, when she comes back, mm. she's somehow had the time. Mm. At this point, she's all fucked up mm. to have infiltrated this gang of was it Russians or whatever, yeah. and like to the point where she was dating this guy and she knew all about everything she learned yeah. Russian and she was like really? she had all that time we've to do all that? we've established the time frame on 24 is pretty so squirry. she definitely didn't do that before season 7 no, no, no. she was a goody two shoes FBI so the whole point is that kind of Jack's influence turns her a bit bad yeah. she kind of becomes a female Jack I don't buy it the time frame is screwy so on season 8 now yes and, the, uh, the, the end yeah, sort, sort, sort of, of. Yeah. Um, season 8 had its moments <sighs> Do you know, it, for me, it's it's not the worst season of Twenty Four, yeah. but it's the most nah season yeah. of Twenty Four. It's just, yeah. I, it's the one I I remember the least. Being a bit of a chore. I just think it's just a bit forgettable. It's a mm. bit boring. All I remember it is it's got the uh, he wants to be a millionaire man from uh, <laughs> from Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. Who do you know? Yeah. He later played. Yeah. There was a, there was an Indian, Indian remake yeah. of Twenty Four called Twenty Four India. Anil Kapoor. Anil Kapoor. He played. Sort of the Jack Bauer equivalent, but yeah. I love that he guesses on twenty four. Was like, I'll, I'll like, do that a full time. I like a bit of that action. I'll do that. I want to be in the Indian version. All right, yeah, you can play the same character. Oh no, <laughs> oh no, I'm being Jack Bauer. Yeah, but you're not really like fit and healthy. You can't really. Oh no, I was in Slumdog Millionaire, bitch. <laughs> Use that that Slumdog uh, weight, not literally weight. I mean, like you know, his, you know, his, his power, his. Yeah. his yeah. Well, he's an attractive chap. He but, is, but, but I mean, still, he's not really Jack Bauer. He's not really Jack Bauer. So Jack is brought in by CTU, purely on a temporary <laughs> advisory basis, um, to <laughs> uncover a Russian plot to assassinate uh, this Islamic leader, played by uh, Anil Kapoor, uh, while there's peace negotiations going on between the US, led by President Taylor, and this fictional Islamic state, uh, led by Kapoor's character, Omar uh, Hassan, Hassan, 
Uh, meanwhile, the Russians are also uh, bringing a dirty bomb onto American soil. Uh, and where's the bomb? Where's the bomb? And uh, why is it so dirty? <laughs> That's not actually what a dirty bomb is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and Jack, meanwhile, is kind of, he's going going increasingly rogue. Like he's always rogue. He's always yeah. a maverick, but even he goes more so. even more even more so. Jack, you're supposed to call me Grandpa. You look like a grandpa. Couldn't agree with you more. Listen, I've been thinking a lot about what we talked about. I want to go back to Los Angeles with you. Dad, I don't know what to say. <laughs> What are you doing here? I have information. There's a big hit going down. I don't work for the government anymore. Unless you're gonna want to hear. President Hassan at the UN is getting taken out today. Jack Bauer's on line three. Bauer? You need to pay attention to this. Get out! On January 17th. I'm transporting an informant vital to national security. The Emmy Award-winning series returns. Go! Go! We're under attack. We are cold red. The two-night, four-hour premiere event. This is going down now. Innocent lives are at stake. Kiefer Sutherland. This is over! You're lucky I'm retired. 24. A new day begins Sunday, January 17th on Fox. Uh, there was another guest, well not a guest star, like a, a main A regular, star, series regular. Season 8. Yeah. Um, who, for a while, they were thinking if they were going to bring it back and if Keith were to leave. You know, they were thinking Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, could well, take on the mantle. We always talked about this... Um, I actually forgot about that. We talked about, you know, there's lots of like mini Junior Jacks. Yeah. And one of them was his character played by Freddie Prince Jr. Who, yeah, they were they were thinking about if Kiefer Sutherland didn't want to do a ninth season, yeah. they were going to continue uh, 24 with his character. Was it Cole? Cole Ortiz. Like that, yeah. Cole Ortiz. But it turns out, hated each other. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. He definitely hated Kiefer Sutherland. So he said, um, I did 24. It was terrible. <laughs> I just wanted to quit the business after that. So I just sort of stopped. Kiefer was the most unprofessional dude in the world. That's not me talking trash. I'd say it to his face. I think everyone that's worked with him has said that. Um, I went to, I went and worked for Vince McMahon at the WWE for Christ's sake. But at least he was cool and tall. I didn't have to take my shoes off cool, to do... Cool and tall? I think it's about Vince at this point. Uh, I didn't have to take my shoes off to do scenes with him, which they made me do at 24. Just put the guy on an apple box or don't hire me next time. You know I'm six feet and he's five foot four. She is five foot four. But so essentially that he's implying wow. that Kiefer had to stand on the box to appear as tall as Freddie Mans Jr. Or that he had to take his shoes off. Or that rather. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So So many questions. <laughs> One, I mean, is, is Freddie Prince Jr. seriously claiming that you know his bad experience on twenty four is why he's not working anymore? Yeah. It's not. That's exactly what's happening. Two when the hell did Freddie Prince Jr. work with the WWE? <laughs> Let's have a look. Well, it says here, Prince is a fan Prince. of WWE and was seen on TV in attendance for several times. His relationship with the company was furthered when he was hired as a member of the creative staff to contribute to weekly TV and pay-per-view programming for the SmackDown brand. Prince, his career going from, going from straight to strength. He made an on-screen yeah. appearance as Vince McMahon's doctor in a dream sequence scene that coincided, uh, coincided with Linda McMahon's attempt to win a seat in the Senate. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> I don't know what any of this means. But, yeah, so apparently... There you go. There, there's the crossover right there. In the final episode, Jack goes too far. Yeah. Like, he just kind of, like, kills random people and, and then just goes a bit nuts. And I like the idea that he had finally cracked and it was sort of like, oh, okay, that's... That's not cool. He's, yeah. He has gone too far. And that's a nice... Because there's always been the debate in 24 about like, oh, you know, he tortures people for 
uh, you know, for information and it's bad and everything. And it's, they kind of finally address that and go, actually, yeah, he is a bad guy. He shouldn't do this. What I, what I liked as well about season eight was, um, was the finale. I thought actually, or at least the, the you know, the very final ending had a really good ending yeah. because Jack is for the crimes he's committed. He's on the run for various reasons. He's on the run and he's, uh, exiled from America He's exiled from Russia, so he can't go there either. And I just and so I like the idea that at the start of that season, it's sort of like hinting, oh, maybe he can. Uh, yeah. Kim, his daughter, has got like a kid. He's like, maybe he can retire and be a granddad. And it's like, no, he's not that kind of man. He's denied that, and he has to go on the run forever. And the country he's fought so hard to protect, he's banned from it. And I like that. It's got like the cruel tragedy of it. I really like. I really like. He that just ending. sort of stared into the camera whilst on the phone to Chloe. Didn't yeah, there was a, there's a drone filming him, and he has like a nice little. Farewell to Chloe, who by that point is the head of CTU. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sort of thanks her for everything and then goes on the run. And then the clock counts down, not forward, but three, yeah. two, one, zero. Jack? Chloe, the president, just told me what was happening. She said she was going to give me a little time to try and get out of the country. I know, I was on the call. My daughter, her family, they're going to try and use her to get to me. I'll make sure they're protected. No, Chloe, you've got to promise me. You've got to promise me you'll keep them safe. I'll make sure they're protected. I promise. How much time do you think I've got? I don't know. I'll get you as much time as I can. Chloe. What? When you first came to see to you, I never thought it was going to be you that was going to cover my back all those years. And I know that everything that you did today was to try and protect me. I know that. Thank you. Good luck, Jack. Drone back to the base. Whatever happened here didn't happen. Understand? Shut it down. Really nice end. Um, but then they only fools and horsed it up. <laughs> it wasn't the end. 24 did come back, of course. Yeah. Um, with... Lad. With 24, lad. <laughs> or, to give it its proper name, 24, live another day. Now... <laughs> no, right. <laughs> Let me do the plot. Let me do All the plot. Right. It's set four years later. Also came out four years after season eight. I can now tell you where we are, if you want. I've worked it out. All right, let's work out from... So this was the final entry to date yeah. uh, for 24. So let's work out how many years have passed well, since season one. It says on here, on mm. the official 24 wiki, mm. Live Another Day begins and ends blah, 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 four years after day eight, yeah. which is approximately 18 and a half years after day one. So it's 22 years. So we're talking... Well, 
22 years across 24. Well, no, 18 and a half years. No, but you said it. What? <laughs> so it's four years after day eight. Yeah. And approximately 18 and a oh, half Oh, and approximately years. 18 and a half So years. it's like 2019? Yeah. Because it's 2001, the first one? Yeah, so 2019. it's 2019 and a half. <laughs> but the, it's, it's, so it's summer 2019. For me, it's more the idea that Jack has aged 18 years when he clearly hasn't aged yeah. 18 years. So what, when did this come out? To 2014. So it's five years in in the future, essentially. Yeah, that yeah, that's fine. But yeah. Keith Sullivan has clearly not aged eighteen years. <laughs> he just hasn't. I mean, he's had a, he's had a, you know Jackson a tough old time as well. Yeah, he would have yeah. aged. He would have aged badly. Now in this uh, in this season, sort of a, a mini mini season of only twelve episodes. Yeah. Which but, all these people are talking like, what are you going to call it? Twelve. But <laughs> but actually. But actually, it works because it's still got the real time yeah. element. Yeah. They just, in the final episode, just go uh, and skip like 12 hours. Cause, but it's true because when you think about it, it's mm. the real time aspect which is the hook. Mm. When you think about it, it's like, it doesn't have to be a day. No. Well, I mean, it kind of does because it's no. called 24. <laughs> I guess yeah. I've, just, I've literally I've become what I hate I've become a, yeah. we're going to call it 12 yeah. like no yeah you're right yeah. <laughs> I've, I've uh, fallen at the first hurdle but 24 always had that ebb and flow where we kind of you know some slow bits in the season yeah. and this did kind of cut out all the boring bits yeah. and this season Jack was in uh, London uh, trying to stop an assassination attempt on, on a president Jack Bauer is a traitor and a psychopath who killed two Russian diplomats Hands behind your head, on your knees. I know how many lives you've saved, how much the country is in your debt, but they're just gonna see a man who snapped. Killing and mutilating with no regard to the law or conscience. A man whose country now labels him a criminal, a terrorist. After all these years, he surfaces in London the same time as President Heller. We have to consider that he is here to do the president harm. There's an order coming to have you transferred to Special Activities Division for enhanced interrogation. You better than anyone know what they're going to do to you down there. Take me to her now. Now! Put the weapon down. And you seem smart than the rest of them, so I'm gonna tell you this once. I'm trying to prevent an attack, and you are getting in my way. That was a mistake. Jack, get in! I intercepted intel framing an assassination attempt on President Heller here in London today. Trace him back to your organization. It's drones! They're planning a full-scale attack. This is bigger than President Heller! My problem with Lad mm. was that even though it was still... It was 100% Fox still, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah. like a British production. Yeah. But because it was filmed in Britain... Mm. And I don't know if the cameras were shitter or whatever, but it just felt a bit... I don't bit, know if the cameras were shitter. It just felt a bit shoddy in terms of most British. You know, like, Doctor Who is shoddy in comparison <sighs> what? to what it looks like. What you, it just you're looked, clearly pitching that argument to the wrong person. No, 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 no but you know what I mean? Like, the, the way it looks, Doctor Who it doesn't look cheap, as slick. It looks cheaper. It doesn't look as slick. Where yeah. for some reason, Live Another Day did not look as slick as any of the other seasons. I, I don't know why. I, I, I think it's just because it's in London. Yeah, I and think London it just doesn't look weird. as nice no. as LA. I yeah, think that's I think I, it might just be it. I think that might just be it. I I think I like Lad a lot more than you do. <laughs> yeah. But it does have these moments where Chloe is like, Jack, get on the northern line. And he's like, <laughs> Chloe, I'm in the pub. And it's like, no, Jack Bauer can't say pub. It's like, ah. I'm at Marble Arch. <laughs> but of course, again, it's it starts with Jack because he's meant to be on the run. 
Um, and it starts with him and he's on the run and it, like we talked about Bourne earlier yeah. it starts exactly like every single Bourne movie where there's some government agents standing around with their hips uh, hands on their hips and they spot Jack on the, up on the screen they're like oh my god it's Bauer get Bauer <laughs> <laughs> every single Bourne movie starts yeah. in the exact same way get Bourne oh my god it's Jason Bourne oh my god oh my god it's Jason Bourne are you not why are you still surprised <laughs> being like every single film you go oh my god Bourne's still out there of course he is they're gonna Bourne's definitely gone this time. Gone for good. Are you sure? Are you sure. <laughs> but because it was filmed uh, in London, yeah. this was great because I got to meet Kiefer Sutherland wow. and Marilyn Reichkub. It was absolutely fantastic. As soon as the show finished, there were rumours that it would be coming back. Did you ever really say goodbye to Jack? Um, I, th- I, I thought for about a year or two that we would make the film, maybe. Um, but for whatever, for a variety of reasons, all of which I don't know, that never transpired. Uh, so I think at that point, yeah, it was, it was over for me. I was very surprised. In fact, when I called Howard Gordon, uh, I was calling him to congratulate him on the Golden Globe win for Homeland. And he said, oh, I'm really glad you called. I want to talk to you about something. We talked about the idea and took about 15 minutes to say yes. And then for the next four months, I was like, oh, my God, why did I do that? Because, you know, we were proud of those eight seasons. And every time you open that up again, you run the risk of, of damaging the legacy of, of the show. Now that the show has been revived, do you think there could be more episodes after Live Another Day? I would be shocked if they didn't make more, just um, based on what I've been hearing about how these have turned out and people's excitement level. I, I, I would be surprised if they went through all the trouble to bring it back and make these 12 and then that would be it. Um, so I think so. When we finished the eighth season, I, was, I would have told you that we were, we were not going to do another. So I think I, I'm going to just have to not say anything in that. You know, there's potential for anything. But actually, that wasn't the first time I met Marilyn Reichko. Mm. Did I ever tell you about the time or the night I spent in a hotel room no. with Marilyn Reichko in 2011? Um, you right. Just to... it's, it's, it's not as weird as it sounds, although it does involve a webcam. So, okay. so there was a thing where... There was like a, a, a big event to mark the launch of uh, 24 season 8 coming out on DVD. Marion Reichko was supposed to do a sort of a web chat mm-hmm. with fans, um, but also on a webcam so they could see her and that kind yeah. of thing, see her responses. Uh, and, I, and I was for some reason like, like drafted in to help with this. But the people who had organised it, I don't know if they'd just done a really shoddy job or if there was a technical error, but basically we were in a hotel room with Marion Cup, who was supposed to be answering fan questions, except there were no fan questions. What? And I don't know if they just didn't advertise it, or if just, as I say, there was a technical error and the questions weren't coming through, but then we all had to secretly get on our mobiles, log on under fake names. Did she not know? No, stood oh. behind her, pretending oh my Lord. we were fans, That's ridiculous. sending in questions for her, just just to, to, to maintain appearances, and oh because no one, no one wanted to admit, because it was so embarrassing oh. that they had like pulled her into this big event and no one was there. Luckily later on there was a bigger fan event and loads of fans turned up and it was all fine. That's depressing. But, oh, that was almost as bad as the pub quiz we did recently. Hey? <laughs> eh? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know you're not as big a fan as we said of, of Lad mm. as I am, but you got to admit it did have its, its good points. Well, the yeah. return The return of Chen, one of my favourite villains, he came back Take to, to haunt, haunt, that, haunt Jack. Tate Donovan, who we sort of weirdly love from uh, the OC and the yeah. Friends and many damages, many other Stephen Fry as the I forgot Stephen Fry yeah, as the it? Prime Minister, as the Prime Minister of Great yeah. Britain. But forget your Stephen Fry's, <laughs> forget your Tate Donovans. There was one man. Forget Kiefer Sutherland. I guess he's, 
basically a, 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 glor- a parliament member. A glorified yeah. extra, yeah. He's got uh, one line, <laughs> and it is not only the finest line in 24 Live Another Day, possibly the greatest line in 24 TV history, history. TV history, where, so there's been a terrorist attack this time yeah. on British soil. Yeah. <laughs> President, President Heller, you know, he, he's about to address the, the British press or the British parliament and sort of yeah. give, give a speech and the British blame him for, for the terrorist attack and he starts to speak and he's, inter- he's rudely interrupted by this guy, John Cummings. Uh, President Heller would like to offer some words. The President of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, what are you going to do about today's incident? <laughs> what are you going to do about today's incident? And it's everything about the delivery of the line. What? <laughs> it's the what? It's, it's the, the sheer visceral venom of what are you going to do? And then when he says, <laughs> it's so annoying. When he says incident, he kind of like. <laughs> he sort of cries a bit. He sort of cries a little bit and his chin wobbles and he's just like, and he sort of looks a bit like really grievously offended. What are you going to do about today's incident? And, um, I should point out that my sister actually knows John by, from, by, from way back, like a complete coincidence. Like a complete fluke. We worship this guy we, for ages. We were, we were weirdly obsessed with, with this guy, John Cummings, who, John, I hope one day you can listen to this. We mean this all yeah. with love. You we've, are got, at- we've got a mug with your face on it <laughs> we, we, and the quote on the back. We, we what are you going to do about today's incident? We've had a mug made of your face. Yeah. <laughs> you probably think we're really weird now. Everyone probably thinks we're really weird now. It was... We were weirdly obsessed with this guy in that line. Ladies and gentlemen. What are you going to do about today's incident? Ladies and gentlemen. What are you going to do about today's incident? I wish there were words. What are you going to do about today's incident? I wish. What are you going to do about today's incident? I wish what are you going to do about today's incident? So, Live Another Day was supposed, again, to be the end for 24. But, obviously, it made, I assume it made quite a bit of money, you know, it did, it did pretty well for Fox. Keith Sutherland had ruled out ever playing Jack again. He said, no, maybe I'll do the film. But you know, he said, you'll never play Jack in a series again. So they just went, oh, well, Jack Bauer, the you know, guy's been the lead for eight yeah. seasons and a TV movie. And blah, blah, blah. The main he's, reason people keep coming back. The main reason, well, I mean, Kiefer has said himself, he says he's not the star of 24. You are, mate. The, the real time element nah, is. Nah, it's you. But no. It, nah, it's, yeah. it's Jack Bauer. Yeah. No. The thing is, like, you could, you could 24 without its, it, those gimmicks, it wouldn't be as good. But yeah. Jack is such a fascinating central character. It's really, you keep coming back for Jack. You do. Um, so now what do we have? So now, they're making... It is a spin-off. So this is the thing. It doesn't really taint 24 in any real way. You can kind of... But it's in the same universe? Oh, it's in the same universe, but it's not It's not part of the the, the, the flagship series. Right. This is 24 Legacy, which is going to launch on Fox uh, next year after the Super Bowl. So they're obviously very confident mm-hmm. in it. It's got a great slot, pretty much the best slot you can get on American television. Yeah, I'm a bit wary, to be honest. It, look, you know, it looks... It looks... It looks all right. I just don't think people will care. 
It would just get cancelled after one season. It could be a Heroes Reborn yeah, where everyone's really least, excited and then turns out no one yeah. actually no one actually wanted Heroes no. to come back. They just thought they did. Um, um, and, and I've got nothing against the guy playing mm. the main character, but I was really hoping that they would just... I think for 24, and for people to still be interested in 24, I think you just need to have the main guy to be, if, you're not, if you can't get Jack, mm. to have uh, a known person as the lead. Yeah. Male or female. Yeah, he's some someone, sort of star appeal. Some oomph about yeah. them. And... Uh, I like the idea of it being an older guy sort of Jack's age mm. but you know but well 24 Legacy is going to follow this new guy he's a uh, war hero called Eric Carter played by Corey Hawkins who you probably won't remember from playing uh, <laughs> Heath on <laughs> The Walking Dead the, yeah Perfect, so perfectly serviceable performance but not exactly a standout I mean, character I mean I can't say because I haven't seen it yet but I just it doesn't nah I don't, I don't I think it could be perfectly adequate yeah I just don't think people will care enough but I, and, I, and I just don't I, Jack didn't what annoys me is bad I was talking about Day 8 and how that had a really mm. solid ending for Jack Live Another Day didn't no. really have a proper ending for Jack no. he just he got, he ends up um, captured by the Russians this time and end up in a, in a Russian jail and he has a nice sort of farewell with Chloe and he you know he says oh you're my best friend that kind of thing but the character doesn't really have any proper resolution. If anything, they had a, a good ending and then they kind of undid it to do Live Another Day. And now he's just kind of, you can't, even, you can't just leave Jack on a cliff. Well, much like his show Touch, when that didn't work, he came back yeah. to 24. Yeah. If Designated Survivor doesn't work, he'll come back to 24. Well, this is the thing. So Kiefer instead is doing this new show, Designated Survivor. Which I actually quite like. Which is apparently pretty good. Really it's good. on ABC in America, Netflix in the UK. And it's basically Jack Bauer as president, right? Yeah. I've not seen it, but... Yeah. But the thing is, if, if Kiefer does ever come back to 24, he's 49 now. Like, he's getting dangerously close to Expendables territory. Yeah. If they're going to r- wrap up Jack's storyline, yeah. which I think they need to do. But you can understand, from his part, he said, Live Another Day was meant to be the final chapter. It was pitched mm. to me as that. And I can't. we can't keep making the final chapter. You kind of... You kind One of last ride. <laughs> it's like, it will, or it will end up like the Fast and Furious movies. One last ride. <laughs> this time... It's not just about being fast. Every single movie. Every single movie. Well, that's pretty much everything. I'm, I'm, for 24. I'm exhausted. I'm sweaty. I'm a nervous wreck. We yeah. have definitely broken down uh, all of 24. I think as thoroughly as we possibly can. Um, so if you have seen all of 24, then I hope all that was accurate. If, <laughs> and if intelligible. You, <laughs> probably if not. If you haven't, then you don't need to watch it now. Because <laughs> we've ruined it for yeah. you. And it definitely wouldn't have been intelligible. That would have been... God knows how long of absolute nonsense. So thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers for that. If you want to hear more nonsense, yeah. um, you can, slightly sozzled nonsense, you can check out all uh, 23 of our previous episodes and our podlets, little little mini podcasts yeah. that we also sometimes do, uh, on uh, twogeekstwobeers.com, also on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and you can follow us or message us on Facebook and Twitter. They're both at Two Geeks Cast. Mm-hmm. Or you can email us at podcast at twogeekstwobeers.com. Two yeah, please suggest uh, themes for episodes or beers. things you'd like to see us cover. Beers. I don't think we'll do a agent espionage episode for a while. <laughs> we're, two in a row. We're, we're espionaged out. Yeah. Espionaged. So, uh, yeah, what are we going to end the show with? So, to play us out this time in grand fashion is the orchestral version of uh, Sean Callery's 24 theme. Uh, the the uh, much utilised 24 theme. Uh, so, enjoy. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks very much. And see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.